Welcome back, wonderful listeners, to the Trey Hand Therapy Center, where we shape minds and change lives with your absolutely wonderful host, Shanna Trahan. You can now purchase the book, 10 Ways to Be a Great Parent, on the TrahanTherapyCenter.com. It's been officially endorsed by a school board president. It's not just for parents, it's for anyone who lives or works with children. Now, on to our show. everyone this is your extraordinary host Shanna Trahan and I just wanted to talk with you a little about gender dysphoria so last night I was on Amazon Prime which has some really great mental health related videos and documentaries and there's a series that I came across where I found this video and was talking about gender dysphoria and it pretty much tracked the lives of two young children and I so I guess we should just start off by talking a little bit about what is gender dysphoria and I guess I want to try to make it simple because of course the DSM-5 has lots of information about it But let's go ahead and look at what the American Psychiatric Association has to say about it. Gender dysphoria involves a conflict between a person's physical or assigned gender and the gender which he or she or they identify. People with gender dysphoria may be very uncomfortable with the gender they were assigned, sometimes described as being uncomfortable with their body particularly developments during puberty, or being uncomfortable with the expected roles of their assigned gender. So people with gender dysphoria may often experience significant distress and or problems functioning associated with this conflict between the way they feel and think of themselves referred to as experienced or expressed gender and their physical or assigned gender. So, um, gender dysphoria is not the same as gender nonconformity, which refers to behaviors not matching the gender norms or stereotypes of the gender assigned at birth. Examples of gender nonconformity, also referred to as gender expansiveness or gender creativity, include girls behaving and dressing in ways more socially expected of boys or occasional cross-dressing in adult men. Gender nonconformity is not a mental disorder. Gentle dysphoria is also not the same as being gay or lesbian. While some children express feelings with behaviors related to gender dysphoria at age four years old or younger, many may not express feelings and behaviors until puberty or much later. For some children, when they experience puberty, they suddenly find themselves unable to identify with their own body. Some adolescents become unable to shower or wear bathing suit and or undertake self-harm behaviors. So let's go ahead and look back at this awesome video that was actually shot uh, in Europe 
the one place that they kept going back to was this facility called Tavistock in London. And what was really looked at was a young girl who was dealing with gender dysphoria and saw him saw herself as a boy. And also there was a little boy who at the age of three went to his mother crying, you know, mother, please help me. I don't want to be, this is not my right body. Please save me. And the video goes on to talk about blockers and also male and female hormones and the huge number of people that come together with the family, with the child to make these kinds of life long decisions. So based upon the video and some other reading, it seems as if blockers, blockers basically stop you from being what you were born as to a degree. And then of course, the, um, as you get older, let's say 10 or 11, which is kind of what they discuss in the video, when a person has decides that they are ready to be fully male or fully female, then at that point, they would begin to take hormones of that sex. And so from what I've read, and also from the video, what's been communicated is that once you begin to take the hormone, the chosen hormone of a different sex, that sometimes if people change their mind for whatever reason, it might not be possible to fully go back to where you started from. So I think that's probably one one of the biggest things here uh, when dealing with children and knowing your child enough to be able to make these types of decisions when they're under 18. So gender dysphoria According to what they talked about at what was going on in this hospital, just to kind of let you know, I guess, kind of globally what's probably happening now. So this particular hospital deals with children with different types of mental health concerns, gender dysphoria being one. And what was talked about was how at one point they were like getting 40 referrals and there in one year, their referrals went from like 40 to 1400 which is like a huge number of referrals for kids with these concerns and I just want to you know speak out to parents because if children are dealing with these things internally I want to say to you that you cannot spank your child out of these feelings or the who they know that they are on the inside uh, it's nothing that can be prayed away. It's something that cannot, as parents, it's certainly very difficult to think in terms of the doctor saying, hi, Miss Smith, you know, your child, you have a beautiful baby girl. And then when your child starts growing up and having these feelings and, and knowing, you know, having these ideas and are certain of who they feel like they are or the body they should have been born into, is acceptance. Children need acceptance of who they are. So many times as parents, we want to assign them certain things or make them be someone who naturally on the inside, they're not. And I think that 
when we do that, we certainly create a lot of conflict within the child because unfortunately, I mean, we're, we're not in their body and we don't hear their thoughts and we don't feel how they feel. And so as a person who has met, known and dealt with people who have had feelings and ideas and thoughts and not in, in realizing that they were born one way, however, decided that, you know, hey, I, I just can't do this anymore. This is not who I am. I, I think it's just very important that we listen to our children. So one of my favorite sayings was has always been out of the mouths of babes. So if you have a child who might be dealing with gender dysphoria, they're telling you, I don't feel like a girl. I don't want to be a girl. I hate being a girl uh, or a boy, right? If they're telling you, if they start as a young, at a young age, if they're dressing up like a boy or dressing up like a girl and their whole, everything that they do is focus on the other gender, then it would certainly be important to get in with a specialist, be that a therapist, a psychologist, or someone who specializes in gender studies. It's very important that we hear our children and that we accept the things that they're saying to us because the only other option is to make them deny who they believe that they are. And it's just important to get the information while they're young and to not make them feel different, to not make them feel ashamed, to love them as who they were born as and the person that they ascribe to being. So I know this is kind of a tough topic and it's just it's just a tough topic certainly for many people. However, the the biggest takeaway here is to love your child, listen to your child, do your best to understand your child. And when they start speaking about things like this, that may be outside of the realm of your understanding, instead of judging your child, get with a specialist who can help you to better understand what is going on, who can maybe communicate with your child and also help begin to help you as a parent to deal with your emotions tied to the changes that may be going on in your home and with your child. And certainly it is, it, it probably isn't very, dif- it very easy to accept when this type of communication occurs. In the two families, the young girl, the young boy was three years old when he went to his mother crying and the young man was about 10 years old. Um, he also had autism spectrum disorder and he was dealing with autism spectrum disorder and he would not talk about his feelings and his thoughts and his ideas, but he'd often draw pictures of him as a boy or transitioning from a girl to a boy. And so whenever asked which one he was, he'd all, she would always say, she would always circle the picture of the boy, always a picture of the boy, always wore haircut short never wanted to do anything that resembled a girl. So if you have more questions about this, you can certainly go to 
psychiatry.org. You can message me. You can go to Psychology Today and obtain information from a psychiatrist or a therapist that you feel suited to confer with. So this has been Shanna Trahan at the Trahan Therapy Center. Hope you've learned a little bit. Have a great day. Thank you so much. It was lovely having you join us. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe below and like us. Check out our blog at trayhandtherapycenter.com. Remember, every day is a holiday. Treat yourself with a copy of the book at thetrayhandtherapycenter.com and share one with a friend. Don't forget to share this podcast with a friend too. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time.